Welcome to the Pigskin Pandemic. I'm your host, Kevin, and I have Ben and Matt with me, and we are continuing from our previous show of week eight. This is part two of week eight, uh, and we're going to go into actually week nine. Uh, We're going to break down the rest of week eight's games and also look ahead towards week nine uh, and give you our predictions. Let's go ahead and join the show already in progress. So we move to our next game, which... Man, it's 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 breaking my heart to say this, but I've been saying it now four shows in a row. The Patriots lose again, 24-21 to the Bills. And they lose because of bad quarterback play. Cam Newton was 15 of 25 for 174 yards. Y- you notice I didn't say anything else past that. Um, Damian Harris... Ha- uh, Carried the ball 16 times for 102 yards, which was pretty decent, and one touchdown. Newton had nine rushes uh, for 54 yards and one touchdown. Um, I think that, you know, they, we had – man, the injury bug has hit us this time. Um, we had a lot of guys out on offense. I think we only had four healthy receivers. Um, uh, we had injuries to our offensive line. Um, I think Kyle Duggar was also out. Stefan Gilmore was out. Um, but we still had a chance to win if Cam Newton hadn't happened. At least tie. If Does anyone Cam- remember at the beginning of the season when people were like, the Patriots are stealing from Cam Newton? <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, they did. And what did I say? I, I was, when they said it, I was just upset. Bro, Cam Newton's earning what Cam Newton deserves. He, right now. he is earning his $1 million and he deserves $1 million. That's it. He doesn't deserve anything else. Um, and He's 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 not the guy that when he steps behind center, you go, okay, we're going to score. No, it's just not going to happen. I mean, he hasn't thrown a touchdown in uh, since week one, I think. So he's he's limited what Josh McDaniels can do. Um, he's limiting what the offense can do. They're loading the box up. Um, and because this was close, you know, Damian Harris could run the ball and he did run the ball effectively. He did. Um, and he's going to have games like this on a regular basis. I think it's just that Cam Newton is just not that guy. Um, and honestly, I, I, I hope they lose the rest of their games so that they can be maybe top three to five. And they can turn around and get a Matt Jones or a quarterback that can, you know, run this offense better than what Cam Newton is running. Because he, they keep saying he's not the problem, but he is the problem. You, for some reason, you know, he took off at the and it's 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 the end of the game. I think it's like thirty seconds to go. You are driving, and he is driving. He's taking him down the field with no problems, and then he and then he just fumbles the football. 
You can't have that. Or you throw a pick when you don't need to. You, you can't. Those are things that you can't have. Um, those are the things that, you know, when, when New England had Tom Brady, more times than not, he protected the ball and he could drive him down. When it's two minutes to go or it's a minute left in the game, you're more than likely going to get that score. So I, I'm just at this point, it's what do we do? We did pick up a wide receiver in the draft, but I don't know if that's going to help. Now, and we'll get to that in the next segment, but I don't think that's going to help. Um, We just have to, you know, we just have to ride this season out, take the L, and mount up for next season. Because our our next, I would say, four or five games, we are looking at, dynamic quarterback play from each team and if we can't if we can't get that in return from cam newton which i don't think we can then we're going to be we're going to be sitting at two win whatever so i accept it because i just knew coming in that cam newton just wasn't that guy um but hey you know i i I've been wrong more times, I guess. I don't know. So I, I don't think that uh, Bill Belichick's coming out and saying it just because I don't think that's the Bill Belichick thing to do. Like, he's always got to kind of give you this idea that there's, even when things are falling apart, that there's a bit of poise or a plan or, or some sort of, um, you know, upside uh, in all of it. And I think that that's sort of how he's always been. And I'm not surprised this is how he is now. Um you're not wrong, though. I mean, your your quarterback play has been less than enviable. I mean, in all fairness, I mean, I'm sure at this point right now, even given his turnovers, you take Daniel Jones, you know, 99 out of 100 times right now over Cam Newton. Um, it's just a rough spot to be in, especially when you're like, you seem like you're in that limbo and looking for a quarterback. Unfortunately for you, you've had that warm blanket as a Yankees fan that I'm very familiar with where you get – Winning is a comfortable thing, and when it starts happening all of the time or every couple of years, you become used to it. You almost expect it, and it's not that doesn't make you a bad fan or ignorant or anything like that. You just believe you, you. It's hard not to believe in a team that keeps rewarding you, right? So I think right now you're just in that unfortunate lull where you kind of have to swallow a, a poison pill of a season here, like a shit season, and you know, moving forward with any luck, Cam Newton isn't under center or really related to the Patriots organization in any way. And you can actually watch Bill Belichick put his hands on a young quarterback. And I don't mean that in the creepy way. I mean, put his hands on a young quarterback and actually mold the guy into the next Tom Brady potentially, or, you know, I mean, even if you can get the next Drew Bledsoe, that's a good spot to be. No, I understood understood that the season when they signed Cam Newton, I understood that, you know, what they had on their sideline was not good enough to even – Start an NFL game. Well, we've I understand seen the play, and I and I accepted the fact that this was the year when Tom Brady left, and Jared Stidham was on the sidelines. I'm like, why are they? Why are they so big on Stidham when the only thing that they had really was the one game where they where he came in, threw a pick, got sacked, and I think he fumbled too. They benched him. And then they had no preseason to go through. They had no offseason. 
but he's been working hard in practice. Doing what? Because Tom Brady's taking all the reps. He ain't letting nobody take the reps. Neither would any right. start, nor would any starting quarterback. You're not taking my reps from me. So I knew then that they needed something. But when Cam came, I'm like, oh, man, this is just – and I packed it in at that point. And people said, oh, this print, they, they, this puts them in, this, in, the, in the playoff contention. No, it doesn't. So you wish you had Brady for – and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Do you wish you had Brady for another year? Now, and, I mean, obviously, hindsight being what it is, looking at it, do you wish that rain or shine, no matter what would have happened? Because you probably wouldn't have gotten let's – be, let's be very honest here. You probably wouldn't have gotten the same outcome as Tampa Bay's got right now. They're just a, a better-built team. But you probably would be a lot – uh, closer in contention with your contemporaries there in the AFC East, you know, given what you know now, would you take Tom Brady for another year and, you know, in his early forties? We probably would not have lost. We probably would have lost to, um, I don't even think we would have lost to Kansas city the way we did. Honestly. Now I'm not saying probably a, lot, a lot closer of a game. I'm not saying that, um, we would have been undefeated. However, um, we definitely. So, yeah, you would we take would, Tom Brady. Yes. Well, because, I mean, it's such because, an apples to oranges comparison, though, because the things that Cam Newton has done to win you games, i.e. the Dolphins, Tom Brady never could have done. That's true. And, and the things that Tom Brady is doing to win games in Tampa, he's doing because he has the best offensive line in football. And because he yeah, has maybe the best wide receiving core, probably the best wide receiving core in football. But I'm not going to call it wide receivers. Let's, just, let's just call it but we're not pass catcher. We're not comparing him to what he's doing in Tampa Bay versus what they're doing in New England. What we're saying is if he comes over to New England and he does one more season in New England, would I take it? And I say yes, because we probably would be more than likely on the five and two side versus the two and five side. I, think, I agree. I think I think you'd be much closer to a four and four side, but but it's better than well, it's I mean, better it's, than the two and five. Yeah, then that's yeah. the whole thing. I mean, that's all negligible at this point. All I want to know is basically knowing that Tom Brady's out there and he's—I don't want to say he's slinging the rock the way he used to. I mean, the man's got a five thousand yard season under his belt. I just mean he's playing effective football right now. So, given what he knows, I mean. Towards the end of it, I mean, you remember a lot of people in the New England area, they're pretty ready to move on from Brady. Um, and it, you know, you had that whole thing with his trainer, Alex Guerrero. There was the tension that was going on. You had people drawing up camps, whether or not they were pro Belichick or pro Brady. People really like kind of taking up sides and, and, and deciding which one of these guys has been more responsible for the success of their, you know, their favorite football franchise. Um, and then, cool. now, you know, then he was gone and, you know, there was talk that Stidham was the guy, whatever. Apparently he wasn't. They slowly, you know, kind of fall into Cam Newton. There's an idea that, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, the Bill Belichick, he arguably the greatest coach of uh, of our time who isn't named Tuna. Uh, can, you know, he can get something out of him. You know, like the, he, he could pull something out of Cam Newton that maybe they weren't able to uh, tap into in the later years in uh, Carolina. And, yeah, that all seems to have kind of fallen to the wayside. And now I think a lot of people are, you kind of miss what you had, right? It's almost like that breakup when you're, you, you're finally tired of this chick. You can't stand her BS any longer. You kick her to the curb and two weeks later, you're just missing her. And then you turn around. <laughs> you're all and sad. I, I, I get that and the guy that she's with is like, 
And you just go, wow, really? Oh, that's how mm-hmm. you feel? Oh, okay. Well, that's why it's got to hurt Patriots fans, because Brady wiped up a better-looking broad at this right. point. You know, he like, did. That, that team in Tampa Bay was is was a much more complete team when he got there than the team right. he left. And, and that's what I'm saying. Is I think it's, you know, I, I understand the sentiment. Certainly, if I'm a Patriots fan, I, I would much rather have Tom Brady there also. But I think in reality, if you had Tom Brady there, you wouldn't be seeing that much of a, a drastically different result because the rest of the team is it's just horrible. as horrible. They're horrible. Yeah, just as inferior as it was, you know, as it, as it is around Cam Newton. And, and even last year, I mean, if you look at Brady's numbers last year, and if you look at the eyeball test on Brady last year, he didn't look good. And the reason for that is nope. he didn't have wide receivers to throw to, and he had a suspect offensive line. Yeah. And now you take that those same ingredients that they have and you add to that a worse defense, because by the way, they're a worse defense. Yeah. Um and, and all of that, you know, that that's where yeah, you would you wouldn't be losing games by the quarterback scrambling and and you know, fumbling the ball, playing hero ball the way Cam Newton is. Um, but you you'd I, I doubt you'd see much of a difference in the end result other than, you know again, the handful of specific plays by Cam Newton that you're going to say he lost us the game. Um, you know, I just, I think you, I think you, the Patriots, no matter who is their quarterback, unless they had an outstanding quarterback that was going to elevate the team around them, they were going to be a middle of the road team this year. And I, the and fact I that agree they with that. And I agree quarterback with that. I agree with who that. is not elevating anything is why you're a below 500 team. And I agree with that. And, and, you know, with all of the, the, the three major starters that decided not to play and the two that were huge was Hightower and Chung. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. That was, that's, that's more than huge because Hightower brings that, he calls that defense and Chung, although he's not a great player, he just fits the Patriots. No matter how we spin it, he can't go to, he can't play with any other team. He just can't. And he just, he just fits with the Patriots and he does what Belichick asked him to do. And that's big when you have Kyle Duggar back there who, you know, he's a rookie. He comes from a D2 school. Yeah, he was dynamic in D2, but this ain't D2 schooling. And um, he's not facing the type of talent that came from D2 schools. He's, t- he's facing the type of talent that came from D1 schools, top of their, top of their, you know, top of their schools, top of their conferences. And he's doing a serviceable job, but it's just that, you know, when you – I guess their thing was they traded their soul for the devil, to the devil, really. And they traded their soul for those Super Bowl titles, and they sold out each year for those Super Bowl titles, which I get any team would do it. But now when the smoke clears and you don't have that cap space, like the Eagles, you don't have that cap space to say, all right, let me bring in – xyz or let me trade xyz for this guy because we don't really need the the draft picks we can just trade and get the guy because he wants to play for tom brady when you don't have that even even saying hey let's go get this free agent because we got cam newton in the building and let's get him the weapons that he's comfortable with when we can't even do that you're you're now saying okay so let's just 
they're at okay so this season is just it, it we're just going to pack it in and we'll just put out go well, out I'm there trying, I mean, a little bit but i'm trying i mean they, you guys made a move at the trade deadline you brought in a a big bodied wide receiver with upside and and you know he's at least a solid wide receiver and a, a, probably an upgrade at wide receiver from you know where you're at for you know the majority of your wide receiving core um, injuries, you know, obviously playing a part of that as well. Um, you know, the, the, the Patriots traded for Isaiah Ford, um, who fits the mold of the Cam Newton type of wide receiver. He's a big bodied possession guy. Um, you know, so, you know, that I, I don't think they're not doing anything. Um, you know, so, you, you know, yeah, that to, to be somewhat, you know, looking at and seeing if that, you know, kind of thing makes a difference. Um, what I do find interesting is like what Matt said at the beginning of the conversation saying, you know, Belichick is not the kind of guy who says, you know, anything in the press conference and the interviews and whatnot, what he did say, I found incredibly telling. And, and you were just talking about it there a little bit saying, you know, you, mm. you know, selling your soul, you know, for the, the Super Bowls, his exact quote, he said, we sold out and won three Super Bowls played in a fourth. Played in an AFC championship game. Yeah, won an AFC title game yeah. or played in one. Yeah, I saw this that. year we have less to work with, and it's not an excuse. It's just facts. And then he also said, I didn't say as an excuse. I never said that. Look, we paid Kim Newton a million dollars. It's obvious we didn't have any money. It's nobody's fault. That's what we did the last five years. If anybody else says that, one, it sounds like they're blaming their GM, which is him. Two, if any, if any GM said that, it would absolutely sound like they're making an excuse. So I'm sorry, I don't give a pass to, to Belichick here, you know, trying to, to pretend like, you know, what he's saying isn't what he's actually saying. Well, I, it's, it's reality. And the reality is, look, we had Tom Brady on the back end of his career. We had to keep him because at this point he wanted to play. And the only way to keep him and to keep him healthy was we had to continue to give him weapons. We had to continue to bolster our defense. We had to continue to make sure that we put the best team out so that Tom could be Tom. And was it centered around Tom? Absolutely it was centered around Tom. And you could slow, you could see it. Each year, it's just it started to decrease. Every single year, you didn't see the, the, the free agents coming in because they didn't have the money. And, you know, even all the way up to getting Antonio Brown last year, or was it the year before? That was last year. Last year, yeah. They still tried to put out a product to win and go to the Super Bowl. Now, would they have gone to the Super Bowl just with Antonio Brown? I don't know. You know, I mean, he was dynamic in the first game, but that doesn't mean that, you know, in in subsequent games, when, they're, when Edelman is halfway running around the field and he can't do nothing and to kill Harry – can't come out of his break and he can't separate and the only person that's on that field is Antonio Brown he makes the biggest difference not necessarily but what they did was they did tr- they did sell their soul for those Super Bowl rings and they went all out and they did everything that they could to get into those Super Bowls and win Super Bowls but then the smoke cleared and then that payment that balloon payment came due, and they had to. Yeah, they here's, had the part, to here's the part I don't understand. You guys knew you're losing Tom Brady at the end of the year, whether it was by retirement or him going somewhere else. 
you guys knew what the free agent quarterback marketplace was going to be, what the draft quarterback marketplace was going to be. Yep. Why are that? Why is New England getting a pass on leaving the cupboard bare with Jared Stidham and now, locking I'm into saying, Newton? I'm not saying that we left the cupboard bare in terms of the quarterback situation. There were quarterbacks that they could have gotten um, that they passed on. And well, so, I mean, just, I they mean, don't get a pass for that. They don't get a. So, they so let, do let, not get a, I don't. I don't give them. A, I don't give them a pass for that. There's a. There's let, a let me. Let me. Matt's question. There's a few things in the draft I don't give them a pass on, but I don't want to get into that right now. Well, wait, let, let me let me flip Matt's question on you. Rather than say Tom Brady, you know, would you rather have him for another year? Would you take Ryan Fitzpatrick instead of Cam Newton this year? No. No, I would absolutely not. I would. You're stupid. You're stupid if you're saying no. why. Why? That's crazy. Ryan Fitzpatrick wins no. games. Like, not, and I'm not even trying to be like. I'm not I even like a really a pro and, Fitzpatrick. And, and, no, I'm not like, either. I'm saying, reason, but here's, dude, he just goes but, in. But learns here's the reason. Systems. Here's the reason why I wouldn't take Ryan Fitzpatrick. I wouldn't over right? Cam Newton. Oh, it's not like you have Cam, another choice. So like, if you I had to it's take like, Cam Newton or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is that what you're That's asking? That's it. Me? Gun in your mouth. That's you got to take one of them. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Easy. And you all know. You both know. I would take Ryan. Fitz- I will take any quarterback really that is a an established quarterback. Other than Stidham and Hoyer, I would take almost any quarterback over Cam Newton. Yes, I would. Yes. Okay. Well, that, that's but, what we were saying. But saying, if, you know, if like that's, 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 that's the question, then you should be yes, I would. But at the end of the day. Would I just take Ryan Fitzpatrick just because? Not necessarily. No. Well, I mean, necessarily. No. no team has and for like the last right. 10 but that's, years. But that's what, that's what I thought you were asking me. I'm like, no, I'm not taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, 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 no. no. no but no. would I take him over Cam no, Newton? No, 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 yeah, would yeah I over Cam over... Newton. Yeah, like Look, if you had... you know who I would take over Cam Newton? I would take Jameis Winston over Cam Newton. I probably would, too. That's it's it's and the reason I, why I would, and the reason I, I think I think yeah, I give the edge to Jameis. Why you, is because yes, arm. he is going to kill you. Maybe after his LASIK surgery, he's not really going to kill you with the interceptions because you know Stop he got his he got his brand new he got his brand new X-ray eyes. I get that, but. Bro, that's no joke, man. That LASIK stuff is it's crazy. My roommate but had it done. What like a I will years say, how can he be a professional for four years and not get it done? And now he's like, Oh, by the way, now I'm gonna I'm gonna actually open my eyes when I throw the ball. Right. <laughs> like, how do you go through your professional career making all this money? You can pay for the surgery straight up out of your pocket. You don't need no insurance to, to pay for it. Bro. And after year pay for four, we're talking after, about a league. We're talking about a league where dudes score a six on the Wonderland. Like, let, let's let's not pretend for one second that, that these guys are really like under the microscope when it comes to that sort of thing. If, who's I paying attention Winston. to that? I would take Jameis Winston because at the end of the day, he can throw the football. Better than Cam Newton can. Now he's not. He's yeah, not he's got a better arm for sure. He's not running better than Cam. No, he's not doing that. But he is throwing the football better. There are a lot of backups that I would take over Cam Newton. I would take Teddy Bridgewater over Cam. I was going to say, I mean, to me, when you, when you look at when you look at what the offseason quarterback marketplace was, the fact that you had a chance to go and get Teddy Bridgewater, you had a chance to go and get Philip Rivers, but we you had a chance, but we did Jameis Winston. We didn't. No, we didn't. Why not? Because look what we paid for Cam Newton. 
We yeah, had, they had no, no money. money. Cam Newton was the only dude really and willing is, to sign. And this you is, gotta and think, this right? Is the, you gotta... When I say we sold our, our our soul to the devil, this is where we come up. This is where when Bill Belichick said, "Look, look at what we paid Cam Newton. We paid a professional NFL former MVP quarterback one million, and the only reason why he took the deal was because nobody else was calling him, and he wanted to play." Yeah. Right. Let's put he that on the table. He wanted to start. He would have gotten more money being a backup. Nobody he wanted to start. was having Cam Newton start because, because of a few reasons. One, they didn't know how his shoulder and his foot was going to be. That was key. Two, when he was out there, he did. He doesn't fit everybody's system. So when when you look at just Cam Newton's body of work, yeah, he had one great season, and at, before that and after that, it, it just went into the toilet. And then you think. Okay, if he's going to run reckless and he's going to get hurt again, I'm going to give him all this money to sit on the sidelines or sit on my trainer's table? No, I'm not doing that. So we didn't have a choice at that point. You're going to bring the name in and hope to Jesus that maybe how we teach him, he could be a little bit better than what he was in Carolina if he becomes 100%. But he's just like Tim Tebow. You run him around a little bit, you give him the, you throw him the ball, and they thought that they could just build a solid defense, run the football. I I hate Cam, I hate Cam Newton, but he's better than Tim Zebo. <laughs> I, mean, I don't right well, now, I mean, right, now yeah. right now, no, he's not. <laughs> Maybe not, but I'm saying Cam's had a much more fruitful career, no, I mean, and I just think top, right now, top yeah. to bottom, she has. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, there's a ton of shitty quarterbacks you can compare Cam to this season. I'm just saying, like, career-wise, career to career, I almost feel like and, – and, again, I want to be really clear here. I despise Cam Newton. Like, even seeing him makes my insides with, hurt. I, I don't know what it is. There's you, just something about that Matt, smug face. I am with you, man. Yeah, he's just a smug asshole. But, anyway, that aside, I just – I almost feel badly saying, you know, like, not – not waiting in and saying he's he's better than Tebow. He's, <laughs> he's a better player. Than Tebow. I don't know, man. Look, right now, right now, it's, I'm just trying to be Tebow fair. Right you know, now, like... are about neck and neck because he can't throw touchdowns. Tebow couldn't throw touchdowns. It's it's bad that you are at the point where when you line up. And you see Cam Newton on the field, you're just like, I have no idea what this guy's going to do. At least with Tua, you could say, I have no <coughs> idea what he's going to do because he's never started an NFL game. At least with Daniel what? Jones, you could say he's he's going to make a few good throws. He might turn the ball over, but I know he's going to make a few good throws. He will turn and the ball he's over. Gonna, I also know and he'll he, turn the and ball he over. He might make the game competitive. He's going to give you a couple of those. Oh, did you see that? What he just did with Cam Newton on the field? Every time he drops back the pass, I'm like, is he really reading the defense? Is he going to get this? I have no idea. I don't have a clue. So now, while I appreciate you like throwing, I just want to say I appreciate you throwing some accolades towards the Giants and Daniel Jones, but. To me, just as a Giants fan, again, maybe as a Giants fan who's typically a pessimist, watching Daniel Jones has been akin to getting, like, a toothy blowjob. Oh, Every time God. I come <laughs> close, he done drags his damn teeth. It's just one of those things, man, I where I, I – it's, 
and it's going on. It's going I on for weeks. This weeks. Is, uh, yeah, I got some big blue balls. Do you see oh what I did God. there? Do you see what I did there? I see what you did right there. Pun intended. Doubled up right there. Pun intended. That's a good Jesus transition Christ. to go into the Giants game, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, if, if, if there's a, any ever really good transition into talking about well, the pile well, listen of shit to me, listen, my New York listen. Giants. I will say this about Daniel Jones. I, I do feel for you, and, and that analogy was notwithstanding. Um, I, honestly, watching that game for Daniel Jones and watching a lot of him this year, I honestly think what you have on your hands is Ryan Tannehill. I, I, I feel the same kind of thing as I felt as a Dolphins fan watching him every single week where he would make one play that says this guy absolutely has it and he can be a star and he can be elite and he can be special. And then a minute later, he just wets the bed. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully he's still only like, he's still like in his sophomore season, you know, like he's not really like, you know, he's, he's in two different systems. So I, I, in all fairness, and again, I'm not really a fan of Daniel Jones, as everyone knows. Uh, it's it's not that I hate him; it's just that I don't love him, and I, I refuse to like fall to my knees and and call him dimes and all these nonsense nicknames when he's really done nothing of of merit just yet. Watching him play, sometimes you're right; it's a revelation. It's like, wow, man, maybe there really is somebody in there. Uh, you know, they, maybe there is that like Eli clone. But I was actually on a message board today, and I read uh, the perfect comment about it, and I couldn't wait to bring it on the show. But the guy, he basically said, great, now I get to spend at least another year, just like I did, you know, the last 15, wondering if my quarterback is good or not. And that's kind of like the thing with Eli. You kind of sat there and you wondered, like, is this, is this guy, like, why is he done? And then all of a sudden he'd have a 4,000-yard season. And then and it's you're kind of getting that out of Daniel Jones, except I'm not even getting a good season. You know, you get – you get good, like, drives from him. Like, he'll have a good drive, and then he won't. I will say, though, and I'm not one to typically say this because my my, my honest-to-God belief is you have to win the game. Um, you can't leave it up to a, a sim- simple play to be to be blown for you to lose a game. Um, however, that that's notwithstanding when you're talking about a, a juggernaut like Tampa Bay. Um, they, they did get robbed at the end there. Um, for a team that's won – one in five, I, I really, or one, yeah, one in, one in five, one in six. Um, I really thought that they played that game very well. I really thought that they did, you know, that I thought there was contact there too. I really did think there was, uh, it was, oh, there, they absolutely the got hits on the last call. That was, that was Tom Brady favored all that. Right. And, and it, it makes me, then that kind of thing makes me crazy, but at the same, and, and, in that regard, you know, like it, it kind of gives me hope going back to the Daniel Jones. It's kind of giving me hope that he is growing in the right direction. But the concern is, at least for me, I think if they get rid of Gettleman and they bring in uh, Casiris or however you pronounce his last name, I think the concern is going to be uh, whether or not he wants to bring in his guys. And then that, that there in itself poses another problem. Do you really delay this kid another year? Do you really put him on the back, like not on the back burner, but do you really inhibit his development another year by bringing on an entire new staff? Because with coaches comes well, new Cassandra, trainers, well, wait, like Cassandra the whole locker room changes. Is a the coach is from New England, and so is Casario. So he's not going to bring in his own guy. His own guy, Joe Judge, is already there. 
You think you think he would leave Joe Judge? Because I I have to be honest with you, Judge, I like Joe Judge, but they're all from New England. I I don't. It's all New England. I mean, I, I, everyone's got something wrong with him. I'm just saying, I happen to like, I, he's also born in Philadelphia. So, I mean, the guy, or just outside Philly. So, I mean, the guy as a coach, though, I really do like, I feel fortunate that we have him on the sideline. And it's weird for me to say that, especially after McAdoo, especially after Shermer. So just seeing this guy, and even though he's putting up a losing season, I'm actually seeing potential not, you know, within the defense, you're seeing a little bit of potential on the offense. Um, you're seeing some some things moving in the right direction right now, and and for that I'm I'm not willing to turn my back on Joe Judge yet. Dave Gellman, of course. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, harvest his organs and sell them to kids in third world countries. But I I, just, I feel like this. It. Here's what I feel like. I feel like that what Gettleman has done is he's put a really good defensive product together on the field. He hasn't touched. Has Gettleman done that? Has Gettleman done that? Because I got to be, I mean, look, I get that he's the GM, but it's just been more slapshod like uh, acquisitions. And just like I was saying about Howie, I mean, uh, you, you, you fail into success every once in a while and not for nothing. Like with the exception of Blake Martinez, I mean, James Bradbury was the, was the obvious choice. He was the only stud corner in the market. It's not like he had like these, these Sophie's choices of, of players that, that, that he was like facing down. The dude literally did what he does every year. He grabbed the guys that were available and but ma- that made part, a shot but, at the, uh, the top end player who whether, happened to be Regardless of whether he brings in a name or he doesn't bring in a name, when you bring in the players, you have to bring in players that kind of, you know, fit whoever the coach's scheme is at that time. And if he brings the players in that fit that scheme and the difference being, Dallas, who have the stars, who have the names, and can't play the defense that is given to them, versus the Giants, who may not have the names, but when they get together, they are dynamic on defense. Because, but, 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 that's but, but not guess the way what? That though team was built, though you under, you you understand going into the season that this is sort of a fluke. This defense going into the season, the belief was that the defense was going to be the shittiest thing ever, and that the offense was going to put up points, and whether or not they were going to be able to I, continue to do that, that, and whether or not that you know like they rebuilt the O line, they talked all that up. Didn't believe that because right well, because, because we're, we're not, not retarded. You know we're what I'm not saying? We're not challenged. I don't want to use that. I feel guilty <laughs> so, using that word. Yeah, we're not we're not idiots so about it. So at the end of the day, though. Um, what was surprising was how, and and yes, Gettleman did bring a band of, you know, guys together, but Joe, Joe, dude, he locked into Blake Martinez. I don't understand how Green Bay. Just Green was Bay's like, thing nah. was they got the they got the 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 two guys in the offseason. They were good enough. Blake Martinez was good, but. He's like but one what of the he least wanted, leading tackles. He, like he, I, I just, because what he wanted in the offseason, Green Bay was not ready to pay him. And, the, and, and, and you know, Gettleman was like, hey, exactly. And now he's showing he him he was it. worth it. And sometimes it just takes that one to bring all of the other pieces together. And I think that – I think that – well, again, luck in the, the Logan Ryan thing. That was lucky, you know, him wanting to – he wanted but to come to New York. But there's a reason. Wanted to be back home. Like, but like, there's a reason It's not that. often that happens. The reason being is because where did Logan Ryan come from? He came from New England. And Joe Judge is in New England. You're going to go to where it's familiar. That's why 
Well, it's not even yes, that. He grew but, up and he's from New York. But like it's he's also the New York it's product, also the New you know, England like tie. Uh, so when you look at so when you look at when you look I'm at sure teams, that helps. And we're just we'll just take we'll just take the Giants, the Patriots, the Titans, and the 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 Detroit Lions. When you see the when you see the 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 people from the or the, the players from the Patriots leave, they're most likely going to either the Lions, the Titans, and soon it's going to be the Giants because that's what they're familiar with. They know the scheme. They that that coach knows the player. I don't have to really learn a new system. Yeah, he wants to go back home. But you understand again that doesn't have anything to do with Gettleman. I'm I'm cool with Joe Judge. Joe right. Judge can stay. Good, good riddance to Gettleman. Like I don't have any issue with like the the New England connection or bringing all these uh, chowder lovers down here. I also think you're underestimating that. Put, them, put no, them in blue. I mean, it happens. Does it happen? What's that? Does it happen? Does well, it happen? Yeah, that's often? The, it, it does. It's just but a lot of teams when we look at you know where the free agents go or where they trade. One of the things that we talk about, the three of us talk about, is hey, the familiarity with the coach or the GM or the scheme or something like that because you know they don't really want to go to another place and try to learn a brand new system where they may not be utilized correctly so is that is that the only reason no it's not the only reason sometimes it is the only reason because hey this is who i like to play with but in in this case i believe that the giants now have a solid they don't have a great defense but they have a really solid, they have a really good they defense. Have a good defense. And yeah. now instead of having to try to fix the defense and the offense at the same time, the defense is pretty decent. Now whoever the GM comes in next season, whether it be Casario or whoever it is, they now can turn around and needs to be this they season. can fix that offense and give Daniel Jones that that offensive line that he needs. So that when he's running for his life, he's not just throwing these ducks up in the air. Because remember, Tampa Bay has a top, they have a top five offense and a top five defense. And when you take that top five offense and you hold them to 25 points, and it was a hard 25 points that they got. But bro, he was bro, he was supposed to fix that offensive line. Like for like, if, dude, if I if I brought you into my house and I was like, here, Kevin, you know, babysit my kids. Here's twenty dollars an hour. I just want you to keep the kids safe. And I come home and my my no, daughter's left hand is missing, but the vouching. kitchen's clean. I'm, I'm not gonna not be vouching. as excited as you no, think. You me, know, like he follows you right there, and I'm not vouching for him any longer. But what I you. will <laughs> say is, maybe he did look up into having a good defense. Or he put the pieces together, you know, threw it up against the wall, and Joe Judge came in and said, okay, I know how to use this guy. I know how to use this guy. I know how to – I can use this guy, use this guy, use this guy. But you also have to – but, dude, how many chances – like, all right, so even if, like – you're right. Like this was the right combination. No, How many you chances don't. do you give somebody to you do it don't. right now? His track record is shit. Because the last three years, the last three years with this guy, not only has it been the wrong coach with the wrong personnel, yes. but it's been I agree. the wrong personnel, the wrong I personnel, agree. the wrong personnel, and then you know the wrong coaches. So I, I, I just feel like at a certain so, so next what, season, right? Like what about what's going on now I should give me confidence that next season he's going to fix the one thing that's been the biggest pro- and that's and and I get that I'm saying. He needs to go now. I like the, I like Joe Judge. I like what's going on with like 
the the way the team seems to kind of be gelling. Like they still seem like they're. I don't want to say that they're in it to win because I really don't want them to win anymore. Like I, I would, I would very much rather the draft pick. But they seem like they're they don't you know the locker room still has a lot of pride, and that's something that I kind of like, and that's something you can't really like imitate or make up. I really think they like this coach, and I think that says a lot more than than you saw with the McAdoo stuff or whatever. Like Judge seems to be one of those guys that like he he commands their respect in such a way that they're willing to go out there and win or lose. They're still going to do their damnedest. And I think and, that's why you're still and, seeing and the defense I, and put forth. How many other teams would Miami you see quit at this point? Last year, maybe the year before that, or just last year when, you know, their coach came in and they looked putrid. They just looked completely putrid. Right. Well, well there's no the similarity is that, you know, when the defense caught the scheme, and started to turn the season around towards the end of last season, you, you sat back and we go, okay, so it looks like they do have something. And then they went ahead and they did all and, – and they basically – the difference between what the Giants did or didn't do and what Miami did do was they said, okay, we got to get rid of all these guys that are not going to work, but we're going to get really high draft picks for this. But this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy because, look, Miami picks. Bro. Miami might pick. But we've Miami had really high Right. So, 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 so going years. back to Matt's point, this is where you, you needed to have made this Gettleman move already. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, like you're saying, get rid of Gettleman now. There's no way they're going to get rid of Gettleman now because you don't get rid of a GM in the middle of the season. There's right. absolutely no benefit to it. You might see them get rid of him now that the trade deadline has passed somewhere between right. now and the end of the year. You probably will see them but get the rid of him is, if it's going to happen. You know, that, but the test is. I would argue but, that my personal the, happiness the owners, is a benefit. To those but the owners don't do that. The, the Giants does. owners don't do but, that. But, do but, but the Tishes don't do that. Do that. The Maris. Um, well, the Tishes and the Maris. I mean, I, I think I think Tish is the reason he's still there. I mean, the Tish is the reason he's still there. John Mara wanted him gone, and Steve Tish believed that he was worthy of a uh, another season. Um, or maybe I have that backwards. It doesn't really matter. Point being, they were divided on it, and because of that, they right. didn't move on it. I think, I think now, if anything, knowing knowing that, you know, the fact that that leaked out and it's it's pretty much open, you know, an open secret that that was uh, going on. I don't see any reason why one the the one party who did support getting rid of Gettleman doesn't say, you know, is 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 this experiment over? You know, like, is, is it is it time to call this one? You know, like almost like that that one dollar bet between those two guys on uh, trading places. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just I think it's time to just say, you know what, man, here's your dollar. You were right. And uh, let's just move forward, because at the end of the day, you, you really you really have one one goal that isn't winning games and it's like making the fans happy. And while, you know, you're never going to make all the fans happy at the same time, you want to give this consensus that this team is being properly run and that it's worth, you know, spending. I don't know if you're aware of this, but just for a seat license for a single seat license in in a MetLife stadium, it's over $20,000 and that's just for the right to buy the seat. And there's a goddamn waiting list for those, for those licenses. So when you, when you start to fathom that, you have to keep on on a steady path. I believe. With, with I believe that the direction you're taking the team and how you're going to build them, you 
you start you start to fall behind, or you and you start to watch like you start to let these other teams like Philadelphia and Dallas, or even Washington right now. You you know, it's it's great to look at the Giants' defense, but it's hard to even celebrate the Giants' defense when you look over at Washington, and they're essentially in the same spot. The big question mark by their quarterback, unimpressive offensive line, you know, questionable backfield, and uh, no real like big yeah. names at wide receiver. Although one guy is making a name for himself. I mean, you have like the same sort of sure. setup in New York. And their defense is uh, head and shoulders above the Giants. So what's going to start happening when it's the Redskins that rebound first? You know, what is that going to say to the New York fan base? The, the football the team. I'm sorry, the Redskins. <laughs> the football team. What is that, what is that going to start saying? Right, yeah, it's hard. You, you know, for 30-something yeah. years, you say something one way. Um, but, yeah, what is that going to say to, to the New York faithful? And, and how, do you, how do you maintain that fan base well, here's, and here's those, what I say. the demand for those ridiculous I say that- ticket prices? On Monday night's game, they played – or was it Sunday? No, it was Monday night. They played Monday. well against a team that when you looked at it maybe earlier in the week, you didn't think that the Giants were even going to be in the same area code as Tampa Bay, and you thought that Tampa Bay was going to at least hang 40 on them. So for Very them true. to have <clears> – <throat> That's true. I did get a CBS alert that said like five dollars. I don't know if it was a joke, but it and, said five dollars wins a hundred. And the, the one thing that I that I noticed <laughs> was that it was it was hurtful. Tampa Bay just couldn't get in the end zone. They only had they had two touchdowns, whole game. They just couldn't get in the end zone, and and if it wasn't for well, Bradbury's the fumble legit, at the man. end. Was it the fumble or was it the interception? I think it was the fumble at the end. No, no, it was no, it wasn't the it it wasn't. No, he threw an yeah, interception. He, it he was an interception. interception. The, the, the no, series, it wasn't for that pass interference call, non-call. For me, oh, well, see, for too, me, you don't want to. Me, you don't want to leave it to that, of like course. That, they yeah, were calling bullshit. it tight, pretty much the whole game. If you're going to call it tight then that is one of the most important plays of the game. And if you're going to yeah. be – you got you have to be consistent. You have to call that tight. And he did – it was a split second, but he did get there early. And I've seen flags thrown on that no, type that, of play. And the, the only reason why that call went the way it did is because Tom Brady is Tom Brady and Tampa Bay is the darling team this year because of Tom Brady. And – not even just that, they're playing the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. So right, that's what I'm saying. You know, so like it, it's it's like you, you'll never make me believe that that was not a, a gift from the league. Um, the unfortunate part is that 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 play, although it was interference, and I couldn't agree more, and they absolutely got hosed. It also was a Daniel Jones because mistake. Too late because they did a great yeah. job oh, of breaking sure. it down. Had he thrown yeah. the ball on yeah. time instead of hesitated. It was it was a surefire two point But when you look at it, um, I can see where he hesitated because the defender Winfield was closing in on uh, the running back fast, fast and hard. But then he didn't have a ch- at that point when he threw it, he didn't really have a Deion choice Lewis, at that point. Yeah. It was either get rid of the football or take a sack, and now the game is over. And you don't want to lose on a sack so 
No, no, but the difference was, and they broke it down perfectly on the on the broadcast. He hesitated before he threw the ball. If he had just made the read and made the throw, which is you know what the play is designed for and what the execution of that play should be. But that's is that how read option is. But he hesitated. You know, it, like, he hesitated. If, if that's how that worked. Then, he then hesitated that's a, because one conversion closed in on on Deion Lewis faster than he expected, and that's what made him pump. And that's what he and that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I get that. But I'm saying that's that's the difference between winning and losing. Like I say, they still got hosed and they still deserve to get another shot at it because they absolutely should have got the penalty. It's just unfortunate because it it also was another example of Jones yeah. roller coaster ride from L because you know the play before that that, that touchdown pass uh, you know was was magical it was you know the pass to, an amazing the pass, pass to uh, 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 Ingram up the rail that he missed in the Eagles game that could have beat the Eagles the one that he threw up the rail was just it, it was it was there was nowhere else to throw the ball so I know he can make those throws. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's the, the, the problem with Jones is the inconsistency. But what I do want to talk about from that game is the defense, I think, did something important to look at for the rest of the league. They put a yep. hell of a blueprint out there for how to give this but Tampa Bay team trouble. That for you know, years. It, it has been. But nobody has been doing but it to not, Tampa Bay yet. It's been the blueprint to beat Tom Brady in, in, in New England. It's the same thing. But no one, it's the same thing. Yeah, it is the same thing. But I'm saying if you actually look at the games, nobody else has been doing it this year. And the Giants did it over and over and over again. So, like, I'm looking at Tampa Bay's remaining schedule. Carolina's got a pretty good defensive front. The Rams have a great defensive front. The Chiefs have a pretty good defensive front. Not the Vikings, not the Falcons, not the Lions. <laughs> so you know they're still sitting but pretty. They know how to play for their division, but you know Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. They, they, they see this. They see a Tom Brady week in and week out for 10, 12, 13, 15 years. You know how to beat Tom Brady. You know how to scheme against this guy. So when you become a coach and you coach against them. You know all of his weaknesses. You know exactly what he doesn't like. You know exactly what gets him squirmish. And the one thing that the Giants always did against Brady, even going back to the Super Bowls, was they got pressure up the middle. He does not like pressure up the middle. And every time he plays the Giants, he struggles because they always get those tackles driving up the middle. And our weak points, especially when he was in New England, was our guards weren't all that great. They were lighter guards, and they would bring these big. But that's not that's not we're not no, talking about I, New England. That's saying, not the that's not the, the that's the, what, because the constant is Brady. I know New England, but the constant is Brady. And one thing that you make Brady hesitate on is when he gets pressure up the middle, and he can't take that, regardless of whether you get to him and sack him. It's the pressure up the middle. It's that pressure. It's that that defense that. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at their schedule and the guy, the, the teams they have left on their schedule. They've got some teams 
They that do can apply that pressure, um, and we'll see if if Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and uh, Rob Gronkowski can stay on the field at the same time. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how many of those guys stay healthy and, and out can, of jail. If they can coexist for on how long on the same on the same field at the same time, and they all want the ball. Because you know Mike Evans will start crying. He's going to get the ball. I, I do. He will cry. He's, he's going to be out of there soon. Get, I don't, he I don't cries see him holding up. Godwin, Godwin is fairly new, so he's just like, whatever. But Mike Evans has cried when he didn't get the ball. Absolutely. So sure. when he's targeting Antonio Brown and he's not giving it to Mike Evans and Mike Evans may be – Screaming down the sidelines, and he has his hand up, but he dinks it down to to Antonio Brown because, hey, this is my guy right here. We'll see what happens. We'll just have to see. But like I say, AB, he, he's only going to be there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I have little to know. All right, so we're going to move. We're going to move into something different this time. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to play. Would you rather? But we're going to call it, who would you pick? I'm going to give you guys two guys that if you were the if you were the GM of your team, so you take away your GM, you're the GM, you're the coach, you know, um, it's your scheme. The guys that are coming in that I'm going to name are the guys that definitely can fit your scheme, and you just have to pick. Who would you rather take? I had this week we'll do a quarterback, a wide receiver, a defensive lineman, and a running back. So who would you take? Carson Wentz or Cam Newton? And now this is this is current. Carson this is current, not old body of not overall body of work. We're talking 2020 body of work. Right now, who would you take, Carson or Cam? Carson. Matt? <laughs> I would take a job with natural alouettes. I, uh, yeah, I, would I mean, take it just, it, it's, it's not even a question. As, as bad as he's looked, he still has more upside and he still has more. That's really what it is, the upside. Second set of quarterbacks. A lot more upside there. This may may be a little bit harder. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'd go Mahomes, but I'm happy. Again, just, just the upside. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to argue with uh, one of those guys because they're both playing lights-out football right now. Um, I just, again, just they both have the same level of accolades at this point. I mean, Wilson's appeared in one more Super Bowl, but they both have their ring. They both brought their franchise back from obscurity. Um, they are both are well-revered in the locker room and, you know, by their fan base. I just think uh, you, you get a couple more years out of, out of Mahomes. Can, can, things, can I ask for know, clarification within this, this exercise? Are you saying to make a choice for one game or are you saying to make a choice for franchise. building your franchise? Okay, that's what I thought. I yeah, so Mahomes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and you would say I'm crazy. <laughs> You're but crazy. the but the element that the element that I would take <laughs> I do over say Mahomes that. is that I've seen Mahomes work with elite talent. I haven't seen Mahomes work with non-elite talent. I've seen Russell Wilson work with elite talent and non-elite talent, and he still does the job. And the second, but the second, but the second part. The second part yeah, of but that this is, is like that argument. I would take Russell Wilson's scrambling and running ability because it's it's a lot better than what Mahomes. Mahomes can scramble, he can get out of the pocket and he can run. But as soon as Russell Wilson takes off, it's a problem. It's it's a problem in the city. So Dude, can can you really though? Can you really call like? I mean, I understand like he grew into an elite talent, but for instance, Tyreek Hill was taken in the fifth round, 165th overall. Not exactly an elite pick. He he was not supposed to be Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, you're not talking about a, a guy. And this, what I was going to bring up as a comparison was the whole. Um, whether or not like Golden State had a, a super team, and it's like, sure, did they you. become a super team? You. Yeah, but like through like the draft and a regular process, like none of those guys, none of those guys were believed to be what they what they ended up being. And I think has has Mahomes benefited from that? Abs absolutely. But I mean, I don't think that that is in any way, uh, you know, a, a, a does it detract from the talent that he has? I mean, and and this is also the other thing that I want to put out there. Look, is Russell Wilson good? He's not just good. He's excellent. All right. He's, you know, if not the best, him, him and Mahomes are, you know, like interchangeable number ones right now. Um, however, all, all the things you want to say about, you know, Mahomes, you could even say like, let's pretend for instance, that like street is some sort of superstar stud receiver that they were expecting out of college and didn't just kind of surprise them. What Patrick oh, Mahomes is able it. to do with that football across you. his body, running awkwardly off of his off his lead foot. It, it no offense to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I, he was I'm doing similar things, but not the way Patrick Mahomes is doing. And oh, and no. and he well, doesn't have the Russell arm Wilson either. Has a he just I, I, now, I think, now I think Mahomes is Russell Mahomes Wilson is has a strong stronger. arm. Before anybody Mahomes, kills me, Mahomes' arm is no. I, I get that, but but, but Mahomes. Um, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is right, that, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes. Nothing, because right now Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the league right now. But the reason why I would take Russell is because if the play breaks down and he needs to run, he's going to get me 20. Mahomes may not. Yeah, but Mahomes Mahomes is still – I don't know about that. Mahomes is a pretty – not only is Mahomes pretty effective at, when, at the scramble, he's extremely effective at like – Almost like again, fainting, like again, he's going again, out of bounds again, and then drawing a hit. You don't and have a flag. to. You don't have to he's, convince me he's about the, how he's the James Mahomes Harden is. of the side. Like I said, I believe that he's the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> I'm just offering you equalizers to the things that you're saying. You're saying that you're not sure. I mean, all right. So if he's going to get you 20 yards, that's fine. I mean, that's great in the sense that maybe he gets you a couple extra yards. But I still think Mahomes is getting you the first down. And then when you put it all together in a package. I just think overall, yeah, you have to give Mahomes that edge, and it's and it's not just that youth; it's it's a couple things, you know. I mean, and and again, like I, we, we could spend yeah. all day going in circles here because really the difference is negligible. They're both yeah. excellent quarterbacks. Any one of us would kill right now to have one of them on our team. 
So, I mean, it is what it is. Right. But yeah, I uh, personally, so I would move, we'll move moment, to the wide I receiver. respect the, uh, the Russell Wilson angle. Uh, this one is going to be Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. Now, you got, you already have, Ooh. you know, let's Julio say your Jones. starter is going to be Mahomes. You got Carson Wentz on your bench. So he's benched. Now, your starting wide receiver, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. Which way are you going? Julio Which Jones. way are you going, Ben? I'm, I'm, a couple I'm looking up their ages as we speak. 27. Julio's like 31. Uh, Michael Thomas is 27. Yeah, he's 31. Uh, Julio 31. Jones, I think, yeah. is like 32 or 31. <sighs> so... I'm taking it, Julio. It would still be Julio for me. I mean, in, in all honesty, it's uh, and and a big part of it is well, you have to think, right? Michael Thomas, right now, he's kind of looking like he's a liability. I'm not saying he doesn't have all the talent in the world, but you also have to wonder, like, what what you're going to have after Drew Brees. Like, is this a guy that's still going to stay there? Is he going to be loyal yeah. to your to your franchise? For me, when I look at Julio, that statement Julio just put out a couple weeks ago, that that's that says it all to me. He, he, he basically said, I know what this, what I mean to this franchise. And he spoke to how, like, you know, how proud he is to be a Falcon and how that's where he wants to be. Dude, he's basically like a Larry Fitzgerald. Like you don't get, you, you don't get that personality in yeah. a diva wide receiver often. And, and he's got that diva level talent, but without the attitude, he's a, he's a DeAndre Hopkins. He's you, you, when you think about those two guys, or you know, the, even those three guys, if we drag Fitzgerald in up against a majority of the wide receivers in the league, there's no right. Those there's three are unlike the, the rest are like cut from a, a different Larry cloth. Fitzgerald, who will sit there and endure those losing seasons year after year after year after year, and not say nothing, not complain. With a and smile on his face. Even when they said, hey, you know what? We're going to move you to the slot, which he really didn't want to do. He ended up doing that, too, and excelling in the slot. Man, you can't. I mean, yeah. those guys come. This is like a life. It's once-in-a-lifetime level talent. It's once-in-a-lifetime guys that 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 that, that pull that no, off. I, I'm going Julio because he's just, man. I still believe I still believe that he's the best receiver in football, and Michael Thomas did have great too. seasons with with Drew Brees, but um, I think that Julio just does so much more with just his catching and his route running and his speed going down the field, and it's it's there's nothing that that guy can't do. Nothing. Nothing. So we'll move to defensive linemen. Now, this could be either a tackle or an end. I decided to put one end. I decided to label him as a defensive end, and I got one tackle. And you probably already know which way I'm going. So it's going to be Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. (laughs) Aaron Donald. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald. And I, before you even say anything, I just want to point this out. I just saw a stat. I, I believe it was last week. Aaron Donald is like first went first in the league when double teamed, first in the league when single teamed, like first in the league when it comes to like applying pressure. Like I, I think over, I think the lowest thing that he ranked in was like fourth in like all of these like incredible stats. Um, 
there wasn't even so much as a, a hint of Cleo Mack. Saying, I'm not saying Cleo Mack isn't a talented guy. I'm just saying like, – I don't think that there's he, any line just, in that. He's not Aaron Donald. I'm going to put it to you like this. What, I don't think Mack could ever be in the top 100 and be voted number one. Aaron Donald could be the best player in football. Not just the best lineman, not totally just agree. the best lineman, not yeah, just the a number best of defensive player, yeah. but Aaron Donald is on that level where he could just be the best player in football. And that is I, I he he might be though. He might be. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you, you kind of have to you kind of have to think he he really might be like when it comes to like playing his position Look, overall. It's not an easy position. Quarterback I mean, defensive get, end is a uh, when you well, and he's more of a true he's, he's more of a tackle too look, than even an end. I mean, moving around, but I mean, he's not right, even right. one of these you know speed rushers that you know can compile stats you know and that kind of thing. I mean, he's but he's, he is but his size. Yeah, he's inside no, he's as much as he's outside and. Because he's what, maybe 270, 265, 270. So he's one of the smallest defensive tackles in the game. And he plays like an end in the defensive tackle position. And when you look at it, when you look at, let's take quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. He's 6'1. That's that's not even, that's, that's, that's a that's a, a a larger defensive end. A lot of defensive ends are two eighty. But well, I mean, no, he's a he's a four three defensive tackle, and he he's athletic enough that he so look shifts at this outside way. to defensive. So look at end. it this way: you have yeah, you can ha- you can have Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, um, Tom Brady did it. Um, uh, you know, they pass for uh, Jameis Winston. Dime a dozen quarterbacks can pass for 5,000 yards. Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. What's the man? Matt Schaub passed for 5,000 yards. He did it. But when you look at the defensive <laughs> tackles and what Aaron Donald can do at the defensive tackle position, it's Aaron Donald. And then it's just everybody else, and they don't even come close. The sacks that he registers from the defensive tackle position, he's up there with, uh, I think he has like 85 and a half sacks already. Minus, and we're not even counting the sacks that he had maybe, I think it was like two weeks ago, they counted him at about 85 and a half sacks, which is I think 10th on the list of of defensive linemen in their sacks all time already. And when you look at the list, the people that are on that yeah, list, no. there's no tackles around. None. You got Reggie, you got Lawrence, you got Yeah, because the closest comp I would ever give to him would be Reggie. And White. it's like and you, know. you double him, it doesn't matter. You triple him, it doesn't matter. You 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 can't single him ever. There's just yeah. no singling up on, on on him. And you chip him, it doesn't matter. I just feel like, yeah, he's the best in the league. Yeah, I could see I could see him as the best player. Because there's no others, there's no other position that 
Yeah, he'll never I, win it. But I, I, I think agree he, with you. he deserves. I think he deserves the MVP. I think he is the most. But I think he. I think he is the most valuable player on just in football gen, in general. So our last, our last one is going to be Nick Chubb. Yeah, he's amazing. Or Zeke, a running back. Who? Tough. Um, I, I'm again. I'm probably going to go Nick Chubb. Um, just lower, lower hit to my my cap. Uh, just yeah. what, uh, by like two younger. years, right? It's like two he years. Be but that's a lot. That's younger. like six hundred carries. Um, that's six hundred touches. Yeah, but but still, it it is it is, and also also when you consider the fact that like right now, Zeke is still like. The Cowboys are riding him the way they do all their running backs. They'll 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 put him out there for 400 carries a season, 350, 400 carries a season. Um, with, with Chubb, you know, you have Hunt cutting cutting into his carries, you know, considerably. I I, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if you see Nick Chubb in a different uniform next season. But uh, that being said, um, yeah, I think I think, I, think I, I would I I agree with that. Yeah, like he like like he, he's skipping the ice bath ice bath to go home to his twenty man hot tub where he can put on his mesh tank top. <laughs> that, that you know he's out there wearing that weird stuff. I mean, I, I don't look. Man, I don't have any problem with like personal expression or whatever. But like, con- consider consider the way it is. Like, you can't get mad at me for saying like, oh, that's weird when like no one else dresses that way. Just like no one can get mad at me if I like run up to you. And I'm like, oh, policeman, can you help me? And you're, you're dressed like a cop. But you're like, yo, I'm not a cop. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Like, if that's if that's what you're projecting, you have to understand. <laughs> like, know your audience. Like, I'm I'm going towards what I'm seeing. So, it's not like I'm some sort of like, uh, you know, bigot or xenophobe. Like, I'm all about people doing whatever the whatever the hell they want, as long as it doesn't impact my life. But these guys, they go out there and they act like they're like the you know these these fashion icons. Bro, show me one other person who isn't Zeke Elliott, Cam Newton, or Russell Westbrook who dresses like that. Show me. Show me another dude. Show me a dude on the street. Show me some guy <laughs> in Houston or some dude on the streets in Philly that's no, dressed I mean, like that, one of them. Show me. More, more you know, of the, that's what I'm saying. They're not They're not. More the, of the NBA, not the typical, but, you know, they're not, they're, you're, you're, you're not wrong. But that's what I'm saying, like, dude, and, and and so like, I shouldn't be judged because I give a second look to a grown ass man wearing a fucking romper, <laughs> you know. Like, at a certain point, I should be given the benefit of the doubt that where I'm saying, like, that's a weird thing to see. That man looks like he. I, I guess, I guess, I, I guess it just comes like, down to, and, and you know, it's it's hard to say like what I would be or you would be if we had, you know, more money than we ever could possibly imagine, you know. When, when no, yeah, when, when you have that kind of money and you have that kind of like you've been built up for your entire life that you are better than everybody else, rightfully or wrongfully, it's what happens. Like they 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 are all, they are empowered to feel like I can do anything that I want, and I mean to an extent, more power to them. You know, like I I'll laugh at Cam Newton also, especially now that he's a Patriot. But at the same time, it doesn't you know. Right, doesn't it doesn't offend me in any way or anything like that? No, I'm not offended. I'm just saying, like, I, I think, I think, I don't think, like, no, getting no, it, like, you're, you're the, the, the sideways, sideways eye, eye is, is not uh, is a weird thing. 
and it's not even like hate for Elliott. I mean, I, I definitely don't like Ezekiel Elliott um, or the Cowboys for that matter. I just think that uh, right now Elliott's Elliott's not showing like he got paid. And dude, you know, uh, we were talking earlier a little bit about the selection. I mentioned a little low energy, and that's exactly the kind of feel I get from yeah, Ezekiel. Yeah, you, you look like a guy who got paid and is now not playing like he wants to get paid. But as for that, as for that point you were making on money, like what kind of person? I always think about this uh, Jack Handy quote that I love, and uh, it it goes, "I hope when I get really rich one day, I'm not mean to poor people <laughs> like I am now." <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty great because it, it, in a sense, it really is like you know, like if you're a piece yeah, of shit, you're probably that was not the old Chris Carter like, quote: "Is money doesn't change you; it just makes you more of what you already are." Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I'd be in trouble. And on that note, what's I'm next? Be in trouble. <laughs> you just can't give some people money. You know, I'm one of them. Okay, coming up next, we have our picks of the week. We're going to get into those. Ben, go ahead and take the first game. Uh, Seattle at Buffalo. Um, I wow. I mean, that's tough too. Uh, I feel like. I feel like that could go either way. I am just going to give it to Russell Wilson and the uh, Seahawks. I just – I agree. Um, their, their defense is garbage, but, I mean, uh, they should be able to handle the, the Bills. No problem. And you got Baltimore at Indy. All right. Yeah, there's oh, some decent games this week. Damn. I'm picking Indy for an upset. I don't, I don't hate that pick. I, I kind of feel like – yeah, I think I think Indy's defense is going to be a big deal, and uh, once they're able to establish the run, I mean, I'm not saying that the Baltimore defense. No, the question is, can, can Baltimore saying, rebound uh, or is Baltimore spiraling? That's that's the question. Yeah, I think I'm going. I think I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Houston, Jacksonville. All right, what's up next? The the, the battle for both ugly chicks. What's his name? Yeah, who is a uh, yeah, no Gardner. Line, it's right? a guy I can't remember his name. I've never heard of. Yeah, that that yeah. In itself is worrisome. So I'm just gonna yeah. go ahead and edge it edge it to Houston. Not no, because they're a really great yeah. team, just because the Jacksonville Jaguars are perennial. Uh, Chicago at Tennessee. Team. This one would be interesting. Um Yeah, I'm I'm going Tennessee, Tennessee also just because I have no faith in Chicago to to figure anything out. Like yes, yeah, so, I mean tonight's show could just be called yeah. "Failing into Success." I mean, sure. uh, they're they're one of those teams that, despite and, their and best Chicago, efforts, just like it, does it wouldn't shock me if Chicago comes out and finds a way to win because Tennessee is spiraling a little bit. But I think Tennessee is the better team. I agree with you. I go Tennessee. It's next up. We have Carolina at Kansas City. Who you got? Well, I mean, we can just breeze yep, through that. Kansas City for Kansas sure. City all day. Uh, and then, <laughs> then you've got uh, Sorry, Giants Teddy. at Washington. <laughs> yeah, just uh, to, probably the, the whole team. thing for my whole opening up and swallowing the NFC East. I'm just really, really hoping for. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, I wouldn't be upset about that. I mean, and I got to be honest with you, I really did get excited when they came out and they said that like, they're going to stick with Washington football team, because I think it's such a, like one, it's like, I can really respect when somebody like decides to get petty 
like when you really want to take it there. And I think I think Snyder's really doing that. And although I find him to be one of the most abhorrent people on the earth, on the face of the planet, um, I really appreciate his. I, I was going to say I appreciate too. the petty game usually too. Uh, not coming from Dan Snyder, I don't. <laughs> right, right. But then two, um, there is a surprising <laughs> amount of people behind it. The, I think the only thing I've heard is that they would prefer that it was the Washington Football Club versus football team. That's the only like real like uh, critique I've heard from the handful of Redskins. Well, fans. they would be they would be I'm former sorry. Redskins fans. So that that, that, that makes know. sense. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, I, I I hate it. I but I, I also just hate Dan Snyder, so that's fine. <laughs> well, I think his other problem is too is that a lot of those mockups and a lot of the drawings and stuff. Um, I think other people made like people being uh, enterprising as they are, as they can be out here. Uh, oh yeah, supposedly they had a domain name problem some getting the, the rights for like yeah, half so. the names they wanted to you know throw around. Right, because all of these uh, all of these people saw an opportunity to make money off of it. So um, it also kind of I appreciate his shrewdness in that regard, uh, even though his billions were given to him. It's kind of cool to see that he ain't. And away. Detroit at Minnesota. So this is probably a weird. I'm probably wrong here. Uh, Minnesota is probably the hot hand to go with, but I'm going to give it to Detroit. Detroit has pulled out some surprising wins. I've really liked seeing Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, he's kind of expanded his game lately. DeAndre Swift has emerged as the dominant back, and uh, Hawkinson is one hell of a tight end. It's very really true, and, and both of these teams just feel like they're both in the same place as far as, like, neither of them have any business winning any games, but both of them are managing to win, you know, a game that they shouldn't win. Uh, this one's such a toss-up. It's in Minnesota. Uh yeah, but it's it's yeah. in you know it's a think, divisional game too. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I'll go like Detroit as well because I don't so. think I think Minnesota can't keep it up for more than than one week at a time. Then we, <laughs> we got uh, Denver yeah, at Atlanta. Right. I'm going to give it to Atlanta. Um, I just don't like Denver. I don't know what it is. It's not it's not that I don't like them historically. It's just this season I really even even pulling it out at the end there. You um, don't don't give anything really to that. No, I mean, it, man, it's it's real tough. Again, like you know, we were talking a little bit about Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones has only been in the in the league a short time. I just Drew Locke is I, to me. I don't think he's as good as Daniel Jones is. Could he could he be as good or better? Sure, potentially. I just think that Denver has a real real issue when it comes to being able to identify meaningful quarterback play. Uh, when it comes, you know, specifically making the leap from uh, college to the pros, they they've got a long track record. Yeah. And, I, and to me, uh, I just I see you know every one of those teams just or every one of those quarterbacks for Denver just all being the same guy, and and just you know not you know no one distinguishing themselves and not in a good way like they, oh they they're all good like they're just all equally flawed all and and equally unimpressive. Uh, then going to the four o'clock yeah, spot, you've on. got Miami at Arizona. Ooh, that's going to be a tough game. Um, I, I'm only going to say Arizona because you're going in there with uh, without Miles Gaskin. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the end all be all. I just 
I wonder if your defense is going to have the same success matching up uh, against, you know, David. No, no, not David. I'm sorry. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins um, I'm not as worried about, you know, given where our I, secondary is at right now is, is very healthy and very good. Um, it, 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 no, I think we can like match up kind of wide receiver wise, you know, I mean, Hopkins is phenomenal. So, I mean, he's going to get catches. There's no question, but I'm not worried about him like beating us. What I'm worried about is I don't know where this defense is for stopping a, a, a running quarterback like Kyler Murray. Um, you know, obviously we, Man, we got gashed by Cam Newton. They're, they're different kind of running quarterback, but kind of in the same way. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm worried about that, so but at fast. the same time, I'm kind of putting our, my faith in the defense. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm expecting, you know, Tua to, to play better um, because I think he'll just continue to kind of get better every week. I think that's a fair, you know, assumption that he'll, he'll look a little bit better. I just think uh, – I just give a slight edge. I, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be floored if, if Miami came out and won. Just, you know, for the sake of having to make a pick here, I'm just going to go with Arizona – solely because, you know, quarterback play over there has been pretty good. You've got a big question mark there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, and their defense is not, you know, a joke either. Putting Patrick Peterson on Devontae uh, Parker is going to, you know, probably force you to lean heavily on guys like Kasicki and, uh, you know, your supporting cast of receivers. Right. So forcing – And the Dolphins might be getting back. Quarterback. Um, Oh, I'm forgetting his name now. The wide receiver that we brought in from uh, Cleveland that was uh, suspended and, and um, is now coming up. Thank you, Callaway. Um, oh, Antonio Callaway? He, he, he might play. He's, he's like been him. activated to at least the practice squad. Um, probably going to be another week before he plays, but there's a chance they were saying he play. Dolphins traded Isaiah Ford to the Patriots. A lot of people are speculating that's because Callaway is ready to go. And they think that there's, you know, better, uh, you know, play out of Callaway than there is out of Ford. Um, oh, yeah. probably. I, I think exactly. Yeah. So if, if you know, Flores can keep him on the straight and narrow, which you know, has he's had good luck with that so far. Um, you know, that's that's where I, I I think that'll be an interesting matchup to see if they can you know find some things there. I'll I'll go Miami, you know, just as as a little bit of a homer pick, because but it's also kind of a 50-50. Yeah, that's uh, let's see. Going into the other four o'clock spots, that's we've fine. got uh, Las Vegas at the LA Chargers. Yeah, uh, Vegas. I just like what they've been doing. They're they're a strong team on both sides of the football. I just Chargers are uh, they're they're kind of banged up. Backfield seems uh, to really be missing Eckler, and uh, I don't. I just, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Herbert just yeah. yet. I mean, the kid's got a lot of upside and uh, man, does he have a cannon, but he's not. Yeah. And they're just not, not putting much around game, him to help so. out. Uh, then you got Pittsburgh at Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh. I Pittsburgh will be, you no, know, for the first time in there. Uh, uh, no, I will be rooting season. harder yeah, for Dallas than Dallas I probably ever there. have because I don't like the Cowboys at all, but. I'm waiting to pop that champagne for Miami. Um, and then uh, the Sunday night game huh. is New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay as well, Tampa even Bay. though I would like to see New Orleans make that division more interesting. Um, but I think, that, I think Tampa's playing better. Yeah, and as we're talking about in the 
the model to beat Tom Brady and, and the Buccaneers. I don't think that Norwins has the defensive horses to do it. And uh, then the last game, Monday Nighter, the barn burner that is New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Ah, uh, the Patriots. Thank God, too. My battery's dying on my headset. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely definitely the Jets. I'm sorry, definitely the Patriots on this one. The Jets are just a uh, an unmitigated disaster. And, um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It shock me, but I also agree if it's, I have to pick, it's, it's the Patriots. I am... I am in fact rooting for and yeah, an implosion safer way to go. of the stadium again. Just, just the earth swallowing both teams whole, and I never have to see them again. That would be fantastic. But okay, everyone, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget to join us next week as we hear more of the guys' opinions as they talk about the news on the NFL. Goodbye. <laughs>